And I pray that this day that you're having a blessed day. Good morning, prophetess. We're going to give everybody one more minute and then we're going to go into prayer and then into the Word. I am Apostle Sharon South of the Ecclesia Tribe Senior Pastor and also Lead Apostle for Apostolic Prophetic Global Network. I am a part of the Christ Covenant Fellowship of Ministers under Chief Apostle Dr. Joseph Woods. I greet you. Please have your Bibles, a pen, paper, for we just don't look at the Word, but we read the Word, we study the Word, and we bring forth the Word. Bless the Lord, bless the Lord, bless the Lord. Okay, we're going to go into prayer. Praise God. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for your blessings, your grace, your mercy, your loving kindness, your goodness, oh God. We thank you for how you're keeping us, for how you're taking us through, for how you're blessing us, for how you're watching over us. Oh, Father, we thank you, Lord. Father, we pray this day that you be glorified, oh God. Be glorified in all of our lives, Lord. Father, we just love you. We adore you. Lord, we just give you the glory and the honor and the praise. Lord, I ask that you... Touch your people, oh God. Let them see you. I stand behind the cross. Father, have your way. Lord, let your words meditate in them, marinate in them. Father, anoint their ears to hear. Anoint their mouths to speak the word, Lord. And anoint their eyes to see. Lord, we thank you for this day. And we ask all this in Jesus' name we pray, Father. Amen and amen. Praise God. Praise God. The Lord gave me this some time ago, but he had a different approach. We're going to go to Galatians 5. Galatians 5. Of course, if you've been with me for a while, you know I like to read the whole chapter. Um, to me, it helps to better hear and understand the word. Galatians 5. May we hear the word of the Lord. In this freedom, Christ has made us free and completely liberated us. Stand fast then and do not be hampered and held, ensnared, submit again to a yoke of slavery, which you have once put off. This is the Amplified Bible. 
Notice it is I, Paul, who tells you that if you receive circumcision, Christ will be of no profit, advantage, avail to you. For if you disrupt, distrust him, you gain nothing from him. I once more protest and testify to every man who receives circumcision that he is under obligation and bound to practice the whole of the law and its ordinance. If you seek to be justified and declared righteous and to be given a right standing with God through the law, you are brought to nothing and so separated, severed from Christ. You have fallen away from grace, from God's gracious favor and unmerited blessings. For not relying on the law, but through the Holy Spirit, it's yeah, through the Holy Spirit's help by faith anticipate and wait for the blessing and good for which our righteousness and right standing with God, our Conformity to his will and purpose, thought, and actions causes us to hope. For if we are in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision counts for anything, but only faith activate, energize, and express and working through love. You were running the race nobly. Who has interfered in hindered and stopped you from your heeding and following the truth. This evil persuasion is not from him who called you, who invited you to freedom in Christ. A little leaven, a slight inclination to error or a few false teachers leavens the whole lump. It perverts the whole conception of faith or misleads the whole church. For my part, I have confidence toward you in the Lord that you will take no contrary view of the matter, but will come to think with me. But he who is unsettling you, whoever he is, will have to bear the penalty. But, brethren, if I still preach circumcision, circumcision as some accuse me of doing, as necessary to salvation, why am I still suffering persecution? In that case, the cross has ceased to be a stumbling block and is made meaningless down away. I wish those unsettled and confused you would go all the way and cut themselves off. For you, brethren, were indeed called to freedom. Only do not let your freedom be an incentive to your flesh, an opportunity or excuse for selfishness. But through love, you should serve one another. For the whole law concerning human relationships is complied with in the one precept, you shall love your neighbor as you do yourself. But if you bite and devour one another in partisan strife, be careful that you, that you and your whole fellowship are not consumed by one another. But I say, walk 
and live habitually in the Holy Spirit, responsive to and controlled and guided by the Spirit, then you will certainly not gratify the cravings and the desires of the flesh of human nature without God. For the desires of the flesh are opposed to the Holy Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are opposed to the flesh. Godliness, thank you, Lord. Godliness, human nature, for these are antagonistic to each other, continually withstanding and in conflict with each other, so that you are not free but are prevented from doing what you desire to do. But if you are guided, led by the Holy Spirit, you are not subject to the law. Now the doings, practice of the flesh are clear, obvious. They are immortality, impurity, indecency, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, Jealousy, anger, ill-temperate, selfishness, division, dissension, party, spirit, faction, sex, sex, S-E-C-T-S, with peculiar opinions, her- heresies, envy, drunkenness, carousing, and the like. I warn you beforehand, just as I did previously, that those who do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God but the fruits of the spirit the Holy Spirit the work which his presence within accomplishes in love joy gladness peace patience and even temper forbearing kindness goodness for forbearance let me say it right because forbearing is totally forbearance Kindness, goodness, benevolence, faithfulness, gentleness, meekness, humility, self-control, self-restraint, continuance. Against such things there is no law that can bring a charge. And those who belong to Christ Jesus the Messiah have crucified the flesh, the godless human nature, with its passions and appetites and desires. If we live by the Holy Spirit, let us also walk by the Spirit. If by the Holy Spirit we have our life in God, let us go forward walking in line. Our conduct controlled by the Spirit. Let us not become vainglorious, self-conceited, competitive and challenging and provoking and irritating to one another, envying and being jealous of one another. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. Today I ask the question, what is your fruits? In Sunday school, and I love Sunday school, we will always, always every year, go over the fruits of the Spirit. Galatians 5, every Sunday school kid knows the fruits of the Spirit. But what was not taught deep enough is an understanding of those fruits are characteristics 
those fruits should be of your attitude. Those fruits should be something that is a part of you. Good morning, woman of God. Those fruits is something that you as a person to walk in the spirit, to be to walk maturely in the spirit is something that you have to build up in you. When the Lord had me read over this last night, he was speaking to me and he said to me, tell the people how to walk in the spirit. Yes, they can read. These are the fruits we're supposed to have, but do they have an understanding that these fruits, a lot of times, is what we use to treat people. For example, if you have a very bad temper, at times I can, Me getting upset with somebody that I care about, you're going to tend to not really come at them hot and heavy. You'll pay attention to what you say, uh, what your body reads off. Now, somebody that don't know you, if they aggravate you long enough, you may not have that same respect. You may really let them have it. Well, if that happens, that means you have no self-restraint. The fruits of the, of the Spirit are to grow so that you can give them out to others. We tend to forget that our flesh, we have to crucify. When it wants to come up and do the wrong thing, we got to put it in check and say no. If you want to check yourself, Use Galatians 5 as that meter to check yourself, to see where you are, to see what you need to correct. Because it's very important that you understand we ask God for forgiveness, He forgives us. Every time we move forward, and God is blessing us, and we get delivered from something, then something else pop up. <laughs> and a lot of times, no one won't be real about it, but when we get to attitudes and characteristics, they, everybody has something that they have a hard time with. And they have to fight to get from point A to point B. We don't be real about that. See, it's easy 
And as you can tell, as you can read the word, and you see how Paul is telling them that circumcision and or uncircumcision or and circumcision, either way, it doesn't matter. You need to have Jesus Christ. But we still have not laid that down. We still have Christians that look at other people and judge them by the way they dress, how they do their hair, their actions, what they do wrong in the flesh. Because truth be told, and I'm going to keep it real with you, I've seen some people who, what some would say, are true sinners because they have an issue, but they the sweetest people. Their minds are set. They, they love the Lord. They just need help. And sometimes when you're going through something, a person, and this don't give them approval, but a person can end up doing something that they should not be doing. Um, I always tell y'all, if I'm going to talk about somebody, I'm going to talk about me. Case in point, I was in the shelter one time, and please forgive me with this alarm. Um, I was in the shelter, being real with you, and God gave me favor. And what I would do while I was there was I loved to cook. So I had found out most of the time those who were homeless, especially if they were single, they didn't have a full kitchen to cook dinner, to cook them breakfast, to do whatever they needed to get done. So that's what I did. I would make sure on the weekends that they had three full-course meals, two full-course meals. It just depends on how many people and where everybody's schedule is. Because I'm a servant at heart. So even if I'm going through something, I got to be doing something. And I thank God for that because he don't never, ever let me feel like I, I don't have something to give. No matter what situation I'm in, I'm hardwired like that. I'm, I got to be and that's all to <laughs> Anyway, um, what I found out was a lot of them had issues and when they would get ready to leave, they always asked us for prayer. And of course, me being me, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hold back who I am just because I'm in a situation. I'm not a title. It's my profession. Y'all better read the word. Because Paul was an apostle when he was up, when he was down. Same thing here. Whatever God allows me to go through to train me up, no, I'm not not going to be who I am in Christ. There's no way. So 
I started talking not knowing that God was going to use me to counsel some of them because they began to trust me for the simple fact I didn't care. I fed whoever want they got. That's how I was. And some had very bad alcoholic tendencies. And I was like, Lord, what can I do? They're, they're not here anymore. Some were living out in the woods in a tent. I'm thinking they ain't drinking just because they feeling sorry for themselves. Some was using it, truth be told, to keep warm in their bodies. I'm not giving an excuse for anybody to use alcohol. No. But what it made me realize was I had to really be cautious about how I speak. I didn't want them to feel like I was judging them, but I wanted them to know somebody cared. And so I let them know the word of God. And I'm not talking about in a judgmental way. I'm talking about I told them Jesus loved them. Regardless to what's going on, Jesus loved them. And because, and it wasn't just me, there was quite a few people that was in agreement. Because we cared about them, whether they smelt bad, whether they looked good, whatever was going on, our hearts were to serve God's people, no matter where they are. And so I begin to understand why it's so important that we live our lives and walk in the Spirit. When somebody's going through and you're telling them, okay, they just received Jesus Christ, and sometimes some of them just receiving Jesus Christ when they get at the shelter because people take out time to talk to them, pray for them, and teach them. When you tell them to walk by the Spirit, you really have to explain it better. Because they're going through. So their minds is not set on what the fruits of the Spirit is. But if you let them know, it's not just the a word is your attitude is your character is your actions are you giving out your fruit or are you hoarding it away and it's becoming rotten there is too many people in need of someone to just say hi do you need anything I'm here for you. When I was making those meals, they were so happy because somebody cared enough to say, wait a minute, okay, Saturday morning, you ain't, you, you're not really eating anything. You got to go out and go to work. Then come back Saturday night, you, you got to get fast food. That's costing you and you're trying to save money to get that room or to get that 
single bedroom. And nowadays it costs an arm and a leg to get anything. It's very important to walk in it. Not just talk it, be it. You have to be it. Because when you're walking in the spirit and you you are that fruit and you are portraying it, it teaches another how to live. See, I could have just been there and said, well, hmm, I, 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 you know, I'm tired and I work and, which I did. And I, you know, I, I got a family and I'm sitting here going through this and that and what I look like trying to uh, take care of everybody and I don't know, you know, this ain't for me. No, no matter where you are in life, you could be a blessing. Don't let your fruit sit there. One of the things I had to ask God about, because I was very concerned, sometimes we forget, too, that not everybody is mature enough to understand when you walk in the Spirit. Especially, like, um, let me see, because I want you to understand something. Patience, kindness, uh... When you forgive a person, if God has set boundaries with you, you can forgive from a distance. You do not have to be around that person. In certain situations, you can't. You can't because you already been doing it and been doing it and then now you got an abusive person trying to hurt you, use you. Now, I will never tell you to be in that situation. What I will tell you is use self-restraint because that is a fruit. Self-restraint not to get back in that situation. Self-restraint to look at and say, okay, I forgive you. I love you, but it's going to be from a distance. And, you know, you keep that in mind because God is God. He loves us. He's never going to tell us to put ourselves in a position where it can cause conflict to us and cause people to hurt us. That's not the way he does things. But we need to understand as we walk this walk, that we walk it in the spirit so that we do not cause ourselves to fall. At the end of this, it said, um, go with me to verse 24. No, let's, let's go 22, and I'm going to read it again. But what I'm going to do is, see, that's why I love the Lord, and um, I love technology sometimes. Um <laughs> Because this is going to get me there faster so that you guys don't have to be held up. Um, 22. This is the King James Version. 
But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such thing, against such there is no law. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not be desirous of vainglory. Provoking one another, envying one another. Let us walk in the Spirit, crucifying the flesh. And what crucifying the flesh means pretty much is, stop. Kill the flesh. Don't keep doing something that you know is a sin. Because it's not going to be a blessing to you. It's going to be a problem in your life. I want to explain to you, and I had looked up these words, but I wanted to say it the right way. An attitude is a psychological construct, a mental and emotional entity that inheres in or characterizes a person. A position of the body proper to our implying an action or mental state. So the fruits of the spirit, if done correctly and walking in the spirit needs action in order for the fruit to grow. The fruits of the spirit is not just for you. The fruits of the spirit is for you to be a blessing to others. That's the short phrase of it. The fruits of the Spirit is for you to give to others. I once went to a play, and it was about, the play was about Jesus Christ coming back for his bride. And the bride, when she was uh, reading Galatians 5 on the fruits of the Spirit, it was funny because she opened up a box, and it was full of fruit, and she was throwing it out into the audience. And it stuck with me. Because the box was so full. It wasn't like a little box. It was a trunk. A big trunk type box. And it was full of fruit. And the Lord was saying to me. Don't let your trunk get that full. Take your fruit and give it out to those who need it. And also those who you think don't need it. We have been taught and we're learning that clothes don't make you the Christian. Your hair, your makeup, your shoes don't make you the Christian. The gentlemen's, the way they wear their hats, their suits, don't make you a Christian. But, and I learned this from the older saints, you have to realize at a time... Because we go from glory to glory. The body of Christ go from glory to glory as well. At a time when I was younger and my grandmother was younger, the only time 
they were able to dress up as church. We forget that and we make it seem like you can't dress up for church. But when you are someone who's gone through so much and at the end of the week, you have time for you and the Lord and you recognize that church is just, church is not just a building. You know, we got, we got to be real with some of this stuff. It's not taught. Um, sometimes they ain't have no building. They was outside in the woods. Come on. Let's be real. We don't talk about that. So, when we see those suits and those hats, we were taught that because when they did dress up, when they they put on their very best, and a lot of times it wasn't the best. So as we became, and as we became a people, we went from glory to glory, the best became the best. And we put ourselves together. How is it we lost that? How is it that we forgot? It's not about clothes. It's never been about clothes. It's about you. Once you mature enough to know in Christ, you want to come with your best. You want to come unto the Lord with your best. You know, for us to look at the Bible, we need to realize a lot of stuff we still have not grown out of. We think that we arrive. Cain and Abel. Cain got upset because Cain didn't bring the best. Cain didn't bring the first fruits. That's why Cain had attitude with God when God was like, ah, no, I'm not accepting that. See, we want to think it's because it came from the ground. Uh, do y'all reminisce? God is the one who created everything. It was not just because it came from the ground. It was because it was not his best. He did not give his best. It wouldn't make sense for God to deny him when if you go in the scriptures, and I mean really go in the scriptures, and I will gather this and make sure I put it on our website. The sacrifices, some of the sacrifices come from Stuff that was grown in the ground. So why would God tell them to to utilize certain things and you know not take Cain's sacrifice? It was because Cain didn't bring his first fruits, and Cain didn't bring it with a good heart either. You gotta understand something. God don't just look at the sacrifices. He tells you that obedience is better than sacrifice. He's looking at your heart. And we as a people, we need to do a heart check sometimes. We need to do a fruit check sometimes. Um, God has blessed me that, and I pray I didn't mess this up for Instagram, we're on Instagram Live just to let you guys know. 
as well. So this alarm is a bit much. But see, the devil is a liar. <laughs> and I will not allow anything to keep us from doing what God has set us to do. Whether it's perfect or imperfect, doesn't matter to me. My job is to be obedient to God. And so that's what I'm doing. And I say to you, check your fruit. Literally. What are you doing? If you're still sitting at home in truth, this should be spanking you. Because I already told you, God already said, it's time. God told you to do something, you have no excuse because Ecclesia tribe is here. I don't care if you're in another country. If you need us, we're here. Prayer is free. Hear me when I say prayer is free and it is the most powerful. It is the best thing to have in order for you to fulfill what God has for you to do. And if we are on one accord, where two or three are gathered in his name, I don't care what amount of distance, God's going to have his way. And that's what we should be doing. The fruits of the Spirit is something that we should be walking in. It's something that we should put action behind. The action, which is a definite defined, the fact or process of doing something typically to achieve on an act. Action. We need to put action behind those fruits. We are first and foremost disciples of Christ. First and foremost, sisters and brothers. And as God raised you up and you become more in the word and he's calling you and drawing you to him, then you get to know who you are in him. And he will tell you which way to go. You will get prophetic words. But you still need to know Jesus. You still need to know God. You still need to know the Holy Spirit for yourself. So that when he tells you, and when you do get that prophetic word, it's confirmation. If you get a prophetic word and you have not heard from God, take the word, say praise the Lord, and be still until you hear from the Lord. And when you hear from the Lord, you act on it. Some of us who have been through some trying trauma times, it's the call that kept us going forward. It's the call that kept pulling us to want to do right, that kept pulling us to want to move in the direction we should be going. It's the call. Yes, I know the call. Because it kept me. I was called. I knew I was called. I didn't get a prophetic word for a certain amount of time. 
didn't expect the prophetic word because the denomination that I was in did not flow that way. But guess what? You can't box God in. If he called and chose somebody, you cannot box God in. They're going to come out. They're going to come out. If a person is called and chosen, whether they do good, whether they do bad, whether they come out, whether they do what the Lord thus saith the Lord, he will get the glory out of their lives. Sometimes the call keeps them. As I was telling you about the gentleman, and it wasn't just one, who um, had issues and he was living in uh, the woods. And he told me, he said, it was a friend's, uh, you know, property. So he was able to pitch his tent because nobody was going to bother him. And what got me was he seen me in Walmart, like, some weeks later, but he remembered who I am. And he was in back of me, and all I heard was apostle. And I turned around immediately. And he came up and he hugged me. And he said, Oh, I missed y'all so much. Oh, I miss you guys. It was just a blessing to me. And I said to him, I said, Well, we, we still here. All you have to do. <laughs> is talk to someone, they'll get in contact with me. I said, we're still here. We're still there for you. We're still praying for you. And with tears in his eyes, he was happy to hear that we didn't forget about him, that we were still praying for him. It's so important that you understand that those characteristics, you know, there's a reason why Jesus Christ said, let's, let's go to the Word. Because I want to make sure you understand. And I want to make sure I say it in a, the right way. If you look at verse 23. After all the fruits of the spirit. And the amplified it says. Against such things there is no law. That can bring a charge. If you walk in the spirit. And you have these characteristics and these actions against such things. There is no charge. Because if you're doing all these things, can't nobody really say anything to you. There is no law against it because you're not breaking the law. You're walking in the spirit. You have this attitude. You have these characteristics. And I was looking at. Go with me to Matthew 8. I want you to keep, keep in mind. Please. I tell y'all all the time. Bring pen and paper. <laughs> and write down these scriptures. I'm going to connect them and then um, we'll be closing out now. Matthew 3 and 8. What got me about this was the way God tied it together. 
Matthew 3 and 8. It says, bring forth fruit that is consistent with repentance. Let your lives prove your change of heart. Let your lives prove your change of heart. See, there, there has to be a change in your heart. God didn't give us these words for us to just read it and say, okay. No, he gave it to us, and we need to understand this. He gave Paul to write a certain amount of the New Testament because it was instructions on how to live. This Bible is instructions. There's no way... You cannot, if we, if Jesus Christ was to come right now, snatch us up, and we stood before him, there is no way no one can say, oh, I ain't know how to do this. Because pretty much just about everything is in the word. He tells you how to walk in the spirit. Not just speaking in tongues. Because guess what? I've seen some that speak in tongues and bless the Lord, they don't have no characteristics of the fruit of the Spirit. Now, be real. Let's be real. People are people. And God gives us gifts. And he gives it to us when our repentance. He doesn't give you a gift and then snatch it away. That does not mean that person constantly stayed right. Some backslide. But you not to judge. Your job is to make sure you are right. And that you're walking in the fruits of the Spirit. And the reason why I know this, go back to, to Galatians 6. This is why I love the Lord, because he was like, <laughs> yeah, okay, y'all going to understand what I mean. I'm going to read it from the King James. I usually read it from the Amplified, but I want to get ready to bring this together. Um, a character, characteristics, the character, the mental and moral qualities distinctive to an individual. The group of qualities that make a person, group, or thing different from others. See, how can the world tell the difference between us being in the body of Christ and themselves? If we're not walking in the spirit, the characteristics of the spirit if we're not showing the example if we're not putting into action what the fruits of the spirit are Galatians 5 16 and 17 it tells us if we're walking in the spirit we won't feed the flesh we won't lust after but you got to be walking in the spirit. And you can't 
not be led by the Spirit if you don't even know what the fruits of the Spirit are. And that's why it's so important you renew your mind. Galatians 5. You may be saying to yourself, well, this is simple. Apostle, I already know all this. Because I do got a lot. Of, there's a lot, a lot of leaders that um, are walking with us and praying for us. And I thank God for them. But you need to understand that if we're not showing an example, if we're not teaching the basics of the word, if we're not discipling our people, we're not going to help them like we should. And I want to be effective. I don't want to be somebody to just come on Facebook Live and don't give you the meat, something that you can grab hold on to and go forward. Now, Galatians 6, and I want you to bear patient with me because uh, electronics, for some reason, got a pin on everything. Um, Galatians 6, go to Galatians chapter 6. And I appreciate you, Elder, for putting the chapters on. Galatians chapter 6. I'm going to read it until the Lord says to stop. Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, you which are spiritual, restore such in one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thy also be tempted. Bear ye one another's burden, and so fulfill the law of Christ. For if a man think himself to be something when he is nothing, he deceiveth himself. But let every man prove his own work, and then shall he have rejoicing in himself alone and not in another. For every man shall bear his own burden. Let him that is taught in the word communicate unto him that teacheth in all good things. Be not deceived, God is not mocked, for whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the spirit shall of the spirit reap life everlasting. This is Galatians 6, 1 through 8. Even after you have reached what you feel is your potential, what you feel like uh, I'm walking in the Spirit, I, I, I feel whole, God is reminding you how to treat people. Ain't it funny how God, he just knows. He knows us. He knows us. He knows us. I'm going to read it again, chapter 6. But this time, I'm reading from the Amplify. And the reason is because it breaks it down just a little bit more. Like I said, we are on Instagram Live. Praise the Lord to those who are on. Um, we're on FB Live. Praise the Lord to all the people of God, and we at the same time doing a podcast. So Galatians 6, 1 through 8, this is the Amplified 
I want you to listen to how they say, Brethren, if any person is overtaken in misconduct or sin of any sort, you who are spiritual, who are responsive to and controlled by the Spirit, walk by the Spirit, should set him right and restore, reinstate him, Without any sense of superiority and with all gentleness, keeping an attentive eye on yourself, lest you should be tempted also. Bear, endure, carry one another's burdens and troublesome moral faults. In his way, fulfill and observe perfectly the law of Christ, the Messiah, and complete what is lacking in your obedience to it. For if any man thinks himself to be somebody, too important to, cons to condensity to shoulder another's load when he is nobody of superiority except in his own estimation, he deceives and deludes and cheats himself. But let every person carefully, carefully, carefully scrutinize and examine and test his own conduct and his own work. He can then have the personal satis satisfaction and joy of doing something commendable in it, in itself alone without resorting to boastful comparison with his neighbor. For every person will have to bear, be equal to understanding, calmly receive his own little load of oppressive faults. Let him who receives instructions in the word of God share all good things with his teacher, contributing to his support. Do not be deceived. Do not be deceived. Let me say it right. Do not be deceived and deluded. And misled, God will not allow himself to be sneered at, scorned, disdained, or mocked by mere pretensions or professions or by his precepts being set aside. He is inevitable, deludes himself who attempts to delude God. For whatever a man sows, that and that only is what he will reap. For he who sows to his own flesh, Lower nature, sensuality will from the flesh reap decay and ruin and destruction. But he who sows to the spirit will from the spirit reap eternal life. Your characteristics, your attitude. God is showing you what you should be walking in as far as the fruits of the spirit. Walk in them. Become them. Read them every day till you get it memorized what the fruits of the Spirit are. Don't just let it be a word that was given to you and you not put action behind it. You will see that when you put action behind it and you walk in the Spirit, there is such a difference in you. Your flesh has to come unto submission. When you're walking in the spirit. It will get so. 
that you'll be to a point of it's almost I'll, I'll say it like this and then we're going to close it's almost as if when you are so mature in the spirit that you're walking in it completely people some people not all people because I don't want to throw y'all off <laughs> will forget what you used to do they will see you especially those themselves that walk in the spirit but what I wanted to show you with Galatians 6 when I was reading it last night 3 o'clock in the morning it hit me how many times have we seen right in the church people who don't have our physical uh, sin let's be real 